Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. We're about to hang out with Isabella Merced, talk about her brand new EP, Better Half. But real quick, I got to tell you about ASU. Message and data rates may apply. If you're considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a highly respected degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University could be the school for you. Arizona State University offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to learn the same curriculum designed by their award-winning faculty from wherever you are. And you can earn the same degree that uh, students earn on campus. This is legit. Plus, ASU is accepting most transfer credits. If you want more information, text my name, Zach, to 35517. Discover for yourself why ASU is ranked number one in innovation, and they have been for the last five years, and why more than 90% of ASU grads are recruited for a gig or at least offered a job within 90 days of graduation. Learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To find out more about ASU online degree programs, text my name, Zach. Two, three, five, five, one, seven. Here's Isabella Merced. Let's do this. We're all here in your home. I like you. I like you got the like the professional mic too. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. They originally sent us home, dude, with these like video game esque headsets that cost maybe seventeen dollars, and they expected me to use that. And I was like, what are you? I've done a radio show from my bedroom before. I can't, I can't go back to that life because now I know what good sound sounds like. Do you know what I mean? And now I'm a snob. Like I am, I'm a sound snob. Wait, I have a little baby mic too for, for my, um, for, uh, they sent me something for like voiceover because I'm doing this like movie voiceover from home. So they sent me like this little baby mic. It's so cute. And will that be, like, the mic that produces the final version, or is that, like, rough? Like, will that I be guess. good enough to go I to mean, movie? I guess. They sent me, like, this server or whatever that I can record into, so maybe that makes it a little bit more crisp, a little bit oh. fancier. But I think I think that that's, that's the one. This baby mic is making a professional DreamWorks movie, so... Oh. That is really wild. I mean, you like? Are you liking quarantine? I mean, maybe that's the wrong way to say it. Like, how is quarantine treating you? Because I mean, no, I, think, I think you can make the best out of it. I totally, yeah. I think you can. Um, and I am like, especially with this EP, I had no idea I would be launching an EP from my from my room. You know, I, I had no idea. So, um, I actually really like this. I also did a music video that I really can't talk much about because I did it with just like one friend and we like stayed the social distance and and he um came here and we literally just did the video by ourselves did set deck props lighting he we even rented the cameras he had like a red camera so it's nice it's a nice like setup but it was so hard to do a three minute video probably less um all by ourselves and it took two days and three hours of sleep i first of all challenging and a challenge that you can rise to and you learn from right Exactly, exactly. I went Mike Tyson there. I was like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. I've been really focused over the last few weeks. I'm trying to like throw a prom for people. And I partnered with St. Jude and I did it with just one of my friends and we stayed social distance and we shot three hours worth of footage in a night, got two nights with no sleep and we've turned the whole thing around in 72 hours. 
Wow, it, you yeah. did editing and everything in 72 hours? Yeah. That's so nice of you though. That's so nice. Those kids are gonna really appreciate that. Like, thanks. I, I I'm think not people... helping anyone with this video, but I mean, I hope they like it, but you know. <laughs> You're helping in your own way, okay? <laughs> But 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 you we you're tested in these moments and you learn a lot from it right like stuff that you'll use moving forward, it, mm -hmm. like like now you know if you need to shoot a music video on your own guess what, you can do it. Yes, and you know what I feel more confident in myself. That's what's important. Like I now I feel like I can direct my own music video. So I feel I feel good. Yeah, it's it's definitely. We are empowered, okay? Hell yes. Take did this you, quarantine and, and make it motivational. Sorry, Dan. Did you enjoy the uh, at-home video more or the poppy video? Which process is more fun? Ooh, um, I think, okay, more fun was to have a crew helping me with everything and like my own dressing room and, and uh, other actors to kind of like work with. But I think more emotionally like rewarding and satisfactory would be the at-home video for sure. Just, you know, empowering. Well, did you pick a song from the EP to make into the music video? Yeah, my favorite song. Which, Apocalypsis. Which one? Apocalypsis, the, the first one. Yeah. Uh, I love how you say that. Uh, <laughs> well, my, even my friend, his name is Chaz, like he had, a, he had trouble saying it. He was like, Apocalypsis, Apocalypse. I was like, yeah, it's just like adding a little extra ease at the end. So it's just like apocalypse. Do that one more time for everybody to understand how to pronounce it right. So people aren't out on the streets butchering this. <laughs> out in these streets. <laughs> um, it's like apocalypse with an extra is at the end. So it's like eclipse, eclipse so the apocalypse is. But you got to kind of like pronounce the O with the vowels, the Spanish vowels. So it's like apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yes. Beautiful with the hand too. Apocalypse. Yeah, I got a, I, apocalypses. Yes. Yes. Very good. Why is that song your favorite? Uh, mm, well, I think it's because I have more of like a personal attachment. The the writing process was a little bit more intimate. Um, it was impromptu, kind of. We scheduled this session very late, and and I wrote most of it kind of at home. And my brother, my little brother, produced it. Um, with my with this other producer who helped with the uh, drums in Peru, but it was super cool. Like it was just it just felt more personal to me, and I think that's why. Maybe I'm a little maybe I'm a little biased because of the process and my brother, but it's I just love it so much. What is it like working with your brother on a song? He well, he definitely like called me the b word a few times. I don't know where, <laughs> but um, he was like, dude, you're so like you're so such a perfectionist, and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Other people, you know, they. They normally get paid to deal with me, but um, I am, I am when it comes to every sound, I, I, I like to pay attention. So, so uh, it was a little bit of tension there, but I think we bonded overall, you know, just, I just got to see his talent and, and I thought I was the only one interested in the, in the music industry in my family. I thought everyone else kind of was doing like the athletic kind of route or my dad's a fire fireman, my mom's a nurse. So I was just not, I thought I was the only one. So <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to see that. And now we're like taking piano lessons from the same guy, just voluntarily too. Like my parents aren't forcing me. This is nice. It's nice to actually like enjoy it, you know, as an adult. So how does he come to you and tell you that he wants to get involved? Because I'm sure at the, by this time you already have music out there. You have a record deal. Yeah. You're low key, a movie star or high key, a movie star. So like, I mean, it must have been really nerve-wracking for him to sit down with you and have a conversation like that. 
Um, no, I don't think it happened that way. I think, he, well, he's like a shy little, like, introvert who is just super sweet at heart. So he definitely, like, I just had to, I had to initiate it because that's, like, we're kind of opposite in that way. And, and I'm definitely just, I just want to support him in whatever way. And I genuinely think he's super talented. So I just kind of came up to him and I was like, I was making it very subtle, you know? I was very subtle about it. I was like, let's, like, do a song together sometimes. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or no, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> that's, it. that's it that's how that's how it went so and you went to him later we had a song hmm? you went to him i went to him exactly yeah I, I mean i feel like yeah yeah definitely how old is he he's 16 oh whoa he's super young yeah he's a yeah he, he turned 16 in december he's a sagittarius but he doesn't act like it i don't know i don't know are you judging sagittarius's right now I feel like <laughs> the Sagittarius are fire signs, so he, he's very shy. That's why I say that. Say that. Are you sad? No, no. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. You're a Cancer, it. though. Like, so you're a little judgy. <laughs> you, could be, you could sound a little judgy as a Cancer. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Is anyone here a Sagittarius? <laughs> I am. I was waiting for you guys to start talking on it. I was like, what's going on here? What's the problem? I love Sag. If my brother is the representation for them, I love them. Oh, perfect. <laughs> what, what does that mean daniel i don't know i thought i thought she was saying she didn't like them i was like what, what did i do wrong here but listen, listen i'm offended by your tone first of all <laughs> and i'm offended by your mic zach I get and i'm it. offended by your hat Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> let's really dive into this ep because one i have this very strong feeling that dan is a huge fan i thought the i thought the ep was great <laughs> really Thank yeah you. Thank you so much. I mean, yeah, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, so I um I'm open to I'm open to feedback, honestly. What well, what do you mean by better half? <laughs> there's there's a lot of like the songs have a lot to do with each other in a surprising way, I guess. So there's a lyric and loving kind. It's it's uh in the second verse I say, uh, don't cut your teeth don't cut your teeth on me. Oh Pluto, can you just not knock over the room while I'm Hi Pluto. <laughs> Pluto's right here. I would get up, but I'm not wearing pants. Um, <laughs> oh my that's funny i never wear pants when we do these things it's so funny. <laughs> yeah it's just like why would you you're in isolation no, no you don't need to. it's the most unnecessary thing ever um i'm definitely wearing pants <laughs> thank you zach thank you for just making <laughs> if you could picture that visual it's me in pants <laughs> <laughs> um no but this the um the second verse i say like leave if you ever leave leave the better half right here with me so you know when when you're mm. i was in a toxic relationship of like maybe in the end of like 2018 or something and um i i focused i wrote the song apocalypsis about it and how it was toxic and we were kind of dancing together dancing meaning just being together and and the whole world was falling apart around us and it was it was basically we were creating our new one so um where where only him and i exist and that's why it's toxic it's like you don't see the bigger picture so um then i proceeded to rework on it like almost six months later like in this quarantine and i actually thought it had a brand new meaning see every song is up for interpretation but to me the new meaning was my what my part was in the toxic relationship he, i wasn't the victim and he wasn't the perpetrator you know i had equally as much of a part in it and actually the reason it was toxic was because of that so I felt as though it was more of like a reflected of reflection. And because of that, you know, I discovered the better half of me. 
initially you write your feelings as is you get it out and then you go back six months later and you like you re-examine it or you just go back to it and you you really end up learning a bunch right like that's when the reflective like that's when you really start to figure out what what went down like it, it was definitely a process a hundred percent and if it weren't for me writing that song i don't think i would have had that realization so i think for that reason you know right songwriting is very very healthy it's a beautiful that's like that's that's like a really cool thing to realize through art that you get to have forever i think well maybe because i mean it's probably hard to realize that you are as equally guilty as the person that you were kind of giving the brunt of the blame to you for this breakup or for this talk it's freeing in a way though i don't want to sound like too hippie here but but because of that you know you don't hold that blame that you don't hold that anger towards them and therefore you are free you don't the only the only thing that's hurting you're the only one hurting you by holding that blame to them they don't know that you you're hurting they don't care and and holding that feeling in you is actually bringing you down so taking responsibility and like realizing that is so it's just like you're growing you're literally growing from it so it can't hurt in any way do you approach love differently now uh, do i even approach love i think is the real question <laughs> um i don't know man i'm just super like i'm in my i'm in my bag you know i'm i'm trying to definitely grow more as a person and and just kind of not have to deal with a whole other person and their feelings and their emotions and everything. Like, I just can't, I don't have time for that. I really don't. This relationship oh, yeah. where you got a lot of the inspiration for this EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? So, what'd you say? Sorry. The first half. That relationship that you had that was toxic. Is that where you got like a lot of like inspiration for this EP? <laughs> I got a lot of, a lot of, a lot from that relationship. Yeah, definitely. I'm so, I'm, it's weird to say, like, I'm actually grateful for that relationship. Very grateful. Uh, because I mean, it just like changed my perspective on so many things and it empowered me in so many ways. Um, it was, a, it, well, but the reason actually, I gotta be <laughs> another story. Um, the inspiration for the EP and just kind of the title and everything also came from like this conversation I had with my aunt on the beach. Like we were in Peru kind of in, for, in New Year's for New Year's. Um, and she was sitting with me and we were talking about my grandpa who's like, the wisest individual just has the best philosophy in life. He was a professor of history. Like he knows a lot of things and we were just like, why is he so great? And she's like, I don't know. He just doesn't talk a lot. And he, he just, when he does, it's like very impactful. And I'm like, yeah, she asked me, she's like, have you ever been alone? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I've been alone. And she's like, no, I mean, no phone, no Wi-Fi, no books, no sleeping. Like, have you just been alone for a long period of time? And I'm like, um, no, I, I don't think I have. I really had to think about it because I, I really hadn't. So this isolation, like I'm really grateful that for that conversation because this isolation has forced me to be alone with my thoughts and learn more about myself. So that's also been part Our of Our definition of alone is different than like someone like your grandpa's definition of alone, right? Like our alone is like nobody's around, but our phone's still in our hands. So there's essentially still a bunch of people hanging out. Like you're never, like alone is turning off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A moment to do so. This you literally like it's just being a hundred percent in your head, and I feel like my imagination got better. Actually, I feel like, weirdly enough, my dreams got better. I I actually remembered my dreams more if I just like put away my phone before bed and I just sat with myself. Like I have some pretty great dreams. They're all like action themed and sci-fi movie themed, and so for me, and they also like tell me a lot about myself too. Um, 
and I just, yeah, I feel, I feel like I like, I like having my dreams. So no, no cell phone means dreaming again. How do you, do you like actually track your dreams? Like, do you document? Yeah, I have a dream journal. Oh my God. I sound like such a cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you you totally do. But that's great. (laughs) Dreams that mean a lot, you know, because it's your subconscious. And when you fall asleep, all those subconscious thoughts are, you know, formed into a dream. That's literally, I feel like the better half of me is my subconscious. She's always like, she's always there. She's always looking up from a higher view. You know, she's, she's, she's got me. Um, so the more that I like dream, the more that I understand that side of me for sure. Um, yeah, like, like the, the, the night before my EP came out, I had a dream about a ferret and I lost it. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out what that has to do, like correlation to my EP coming out. But um, it was really sad. Uh, <laughs> oh, that could mean so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, there was an earthquake going on outside while, like, in the dream, and somehow, like, losing the ferret was sadder than that, <laughs> or more terrifying. So I don't know. Maybe the ferret is your ex, your ex lover. I don't. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't. It's <laughs> so dramatic. Your ex lover. By the way, one of my favorite comments on our last conversation is like people yelling at me for trying to be deep about nothing. Um, like we, we, that's probably what we're doing right now. But isn't that what being deep is? Is analyzing really everyday stuff? Surface level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everything. Nothing is just surface level. No matter like what you want to believe, nothing is yeah. just like. Look at, look at colors. Like colors were like, oh, they're facts. And like, no, they're suggestions because our eyes are just thinking that they're one thing. So in reality, you know, the colors are deep too. Colors are suggestions. I've never heard that, but enlightening. (laughs) (laughs) Guys on Google, it says a ferret may reflect your suspicion or distrust of others. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. Snakes. Um, my, my dog is going crazy. I've, I've literally fostered five dogs. Really? That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have no problem finding homes. They're great. Like, they haven't really given me a hard time other than being in the house a few times. Um, and you, and you don't find out until you're like, "What is that smell?" <laughs> it's great. It's great. Okay, so good to know about the ferret. Thank you, Daniel. You're welcome. Yes. Um, let's go deeper into this EP here because we have. I, I feel like we're only one record in, but we got four left. Loving kind really hit me. Yeah, that's a little tender one. Um, that one, I feel like it's also quite quite empowering because the statement, you know, I don't want to waste my time if you're not the loving kind. I, I've had so many people waste my time, uh, you know, uh, and and you know, I've had been fortunate to have people teach me a lot of things, but but mostly wasting my time. <laughs> At what point do you realize they're wasting your time? Um, when I see patterns when I see patterns repeating and I like kind of, and I mean, it's also me wasting my time. It's me thinking, Oh, this situation is going to be different, you know? So it's just like, I see the same patterns as before. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is the, it's my type, you know? And so I I like leave the situation. My type is just very, uh, I don't know. I I might, (laughs) I'm not about to talk about astrology. Don't do it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're definitely going to, who is it? What, what's your type? What's the sign? What do you want? What you need? My sign, my preferred sign is Scorpio. I always find out they're Scorpio, and I'm like, Shh. but also my Venus oh. is in Gemini. My Venus is in Gemini, so like I tend to be quite a flighty lover. I I I, I get disinterested very easily. I, I don't. Scorpio is my type too, so I understand your pain. I think you. <laughs> they're loyal. They're loyal. That's the thing is they're they're very loyal. 
I've yeah. never had it. Yeah, loyal. Lo- yeah, but loyal can be toxic too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're toxic. But cancers, they say cancers can be moody babies. So, I mean, but they're good cancers. Why not a Taurus? What's your problem with Tauruses? <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, Tauruses and I are a little too compatible. We're a little too similar. Yeah, I know because it's it's very captivating personalities. They uh, they fill the room. They grab attention. There's a lot of, uh, you know, similar traits, but I think you maybe you find the right one. Uh. Maybe. I mean, we are both into like smells and stuff like senses. I feel like I'm very, I'm very into, um, sense. Is, is that a sign of a Taurus? What else is a sign of a Taurus? Yeah, Taurus are just very, and they're analytical. Like they're just, I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, I've, I've had a good experience. Are you a Taurus, Zach? Is yeah. that what you're asking? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you're like, you love a Taurus. Taurus are great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to back up my people. <laughs> trying to have the back of those born between like april 20 something and may 14 yeah my room my roommate was a tourist actually so yeah but you knew you knew she's very she's yeah she's a little messy but uh she's yeah <laughs> zach is more than a little messy yeah it's bad <laughs> really bad are you in california or are you in florida texas where are you why do i feel like you're not from california I'm not from California, but I am here now. I moved here in August. Where are you from? From uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland, 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 Ohio. Heard of I it? I love Cleveland, dude. I, except for the weather, the weather. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, that's the first. I actually have never been, so I, I should go. It's really cool. Oh my God, that's like being from New Jersey and and not going to the Jersey Shore. Like, what else is in Cleveland, Ohio, except for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Just good people, man. Good people. I like no, you're right. You're right probably great people <laughs> um, okay L- let's dive back in here chocolate uh, chocolate chocolate um yeah chocolate is definitely uh the i just kind of call it the ass thrower uh it's just like the one that you it's just very like sexy it's very you can hear it in the club and, and you're dancing and stuff and it's it's nice it's uh i like that one a lot i wrote that one with Kennedy and Justin Tranter, mm. and it was produced by Mauricio Andres, and we wrote it in like 20 minutes. So it's pretty cool. Let, let's be honest, like this body of work is a definite level up from the last, right? Oh yeah, I feel, I feel like I've definitely grown, and that's why I wanted to release it so that people can grow with me, you know? Because my music now that I just wrote like two weeks ago or something is already so different from this project, from Better Half of Me. And, and the plan I'm guessing is to keep writing, right? Yeah, I actually want to, like, I've been reading a lot of Incan folklore, you know, like Inca, Inca mythology. Yes. Um, and I kind of, like, want to kind of, I don't know if I'm exposing myself, but I want to uh, do, like, a themed kind of um, conceptual album about one of the theme, one of the stories. I mean, that would be, like, another challenge, right? Because you haven't done a conceptual album. No, I haven't done like a chronological conceptual album for sure. Um, it would be really fun to do like videos for each song too. Wow. That takes a smart in, person. How do you get into Inca mythology? Uh, I guess I had, well, my mom had books for about it when she was younger. Like um, she had little like fun storybooks. She was born in Peru and I just kind of, I think my, all my trips to Peru have been very spiritual. Like I've had very spiritual experiences. And um, also, I have like a fascination with Incan culture after Dora. Dora and the Lost City of Gold, they were like 
looking for the lost city of Parapata. So I don't know, it like kind of was born out of a few things. Is there any responsibility that you feel to represent your culture? Oh, 100%. I, I also, you know, like I'm half white, so I am like a little bit more privileged. I was born in the States. My mom wasn't. Uh, she had to immigrate here. So like I have a lot of respect for my mom and she's the one who like taught me Spanish. She's the one who like taught me about, made sure I cared about my family and like food and she taught me songs and stuff. Like got me into Eva Jon, who's like a famous Afro-Peruvian singer. So like I'm just really like thankful to her like for that reason. She got an Instagram too. She got Instagram today. <laughs> Congratulations. Dude, she's, <laughs> there are people, like I, I reposted her thing on my story. There are men in her comments, like, making proposals. Like, they're like, I'm a good man, I work this job, and I will treat her right, I will never cheat on her. Like, in her comments, I said, <laughs> Mama looking? What? Is Mama looking? No, 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 they're, like, they're asking her to date, if they can date me. Oh, to date you? Oh, oh, I thought they were going after your mom. I was gonna be like... Oh, well, I'm sure there will be people like that, too. Like... <laughs> She's she's beautiful. Um, what do you think of people harassing your mom over Instagram for your hand in marriage? <laughs> yes. yes, and I've also had this one guy, like, he's been Venmoing me 10 cents every day to respond to him. Wait, <laughs> How did he get your Venmo? Huh? I love that. Take it, take it. Just keep taking it. Oh, you don't need 10 cents. <laughs> he even upped the price a little bit. He went from 10 cents to, like, like um was it like 50 cents or something it was oh see how high you can get it girl sugar daddy yes <laughs> by the way that guy is dan <laughs> dan spends no money on anything but he thought a 10 cent investment to get you to pay attention to him via venmo every day i'm the cheapest person ever i would never spend 10 cents a day on anything not even not even on isabella like come well, on we, we got her, we, we got her on video chat right now that's free well there are so, so many comments on our last interview with you of people saying how you're their dream girl and you're so perfect and so beautiful. Isn't that like a lot of pressure? Um, not to me, not really. I, they don't know me. Or is it more just weird? <laughs> it's just weird because like they don't know me. So how is this possible that you're like so focused on someone that you don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe but in my personal life like people aren't like that you know they're just very chill and, and they treat me you know friendly and you know what i think it is you're a normal human being from cleveland ohio and yeah you just play dora once but beyond that you're a normal human being living a normal life who happens to be beautiful i think some people like dude like some people who could be like really great looking could be like totally not human do you know what i mean like same thing with like uh the, you know less attractive people they can, they can also be people too, and really great people. So I think it, it has a lot to do with how you make others feel. Totally. Um, but genetics, it's just genetics. So whenever people compliment how I look, I'm just like, thanks. My mom did this, so. <laughs> Thank her. Now she has an Instagram, so no comment on her page. But it is a combo, you know? Like, um, I can be nice all day, but nobody really, nobody, nobody acknowledge me, acknowledges me for my looks. Let's get oh, my God. This. Let's get deeper in this. Oh, where what? Does this, where does this stem from? Um, <laughs> uh, look at me. What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. I look like Sid the Sloth and like Shrek's baby had a baby. 
but not track. <laughs> you but, just like, roast it yourself so bad. Well, it's, it, is it roasting when it's honest? Like, honestly, <laughs> I, walk by, I used to walk by Victoria's Secret and they used to want to measure me for a bra. <laughs> just <laughs> very uncomfortable but you know what i took up one offer the comfort is great you need to go on that show wait what is that show called by my blanket biggest loser no no are <laughs> <laughs> you so mean to yourself <laughs> um no it's like the show where they they like roast people it's uh the, hosted by nick cannon oh my god wild and out wild and out wild and out god that's what it's called i, I have this theory that nick cannon doesn't like me maybe if i say it in this interview he'll hear it and then address my theory that he doesn't like me what um, makes you think he even knows who you are <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> excuse oh. me Excuse me, Zach was on Nickelodeon, okay? So he is the representative of Nickelodeon. Yes, I am the orange splat himself. Like, I am, I am slime. No, but I used to break into his office when I used to work at Nickelodeon because he would never go there and he would get a lot of free stuff and he would have great snacks. So I would go to his office and just steal his snacks. And, like, maybe a few times I would just, like, sit in there, like, when it would be, like, Nothing going on, and he hadn't come to the office. office. It was like a big office, huge corner office. Um, not the forty second floor in fifteen fifteen, like maybe thirty eight. If you know any of those floors, like, like Nickelodeon used to have. Uh, God, it was like in New York, right? Is it in New York? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now like, I'm assuming like Seema gone, gone, gone. Had she probably had like. He was 42. I remember nobody would go there and they were very nervous to go to go into that elevator bank in fear that you'd like ride the elevator with them. What? I thought he was so cool. Like, I thought he was so like open oh. to that. No, Nick Cannon is. Nick Cannon. I mean, Seema. Oh. oh, gotcha. Okay. I was like, people were scared to ride the elevator with him? That's no. So sad. Um, yeah. He's, 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 I saw him once in person. He's very attractive. Nick Cannon? Yes. Really, really. I mean, by the way, like this could be he's like the pretty boy charm. He's got let's that. Manifest he's got that this thing for you. I mean, you know, if you want to manifest this, he seems like unhealthy love, though. He also has children. You know, we don't need <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit out of my age range. And if we're worried <laughs> about um, egotistical people, he definitely has a huge one. Uh, yeah. What? What? Oh, what? 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 What'd you say? He definitely has a huge ego. What do you? Are oh. you <laughs> ego. We all I thought did something not different. Hear Oh. I did not hear no. the ego part. I no, missed that part. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He could have enough, like. Oh no, no, he. I've heard he's got a thick, like, huge ego. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is the greatest commercial for Nick Cannon to ever exist. <laughs> um, <sighs> Toto está bien. Everything is good. Everything's all right. It's all right, okay? I, I want to get, I want to translate it for you, though. I, like, I was inspired by Janae Iko's sister, who wrote a song um, mm. called Kicking Back. I think her name is Neela J. Yeah, her name is Neela J. She wrote a song literally about That's her sister? I, I, I had no idea that that was her sister. I literally, like, yeah, she's like half, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, she just has such a talented family. I love Janae Iko. Um, also, I was inspired by Janaeco's "While We're Young." Yeah, her sister's Mila, sister's Mila J. So, Same. wow! Yeah. How does that song enter you, and then what comes out is your own record? Like, I'm like, what? What from that did you take? You just take like some elements, maybe whether it's like the the synths or whatever. Or uh, I literally just got on the piano and did three simple chords because in 
where, uh, because in, while we're young, she only has three chords playing throughout the whole song. I was like, let me find some three chords that I like. And Gio, who um, produced it, like just danced on the, he just danced on the beat. He was like so good right away, 20 minutes. He had like a really cool track going on. You just play it for the producer. You're like, this is kind of the vibe I'm going for. The BPM is important too. The BPM also is a solid indicator on like similarities in songs. So that was also something else. The BPM was like the pocket was really important. I'm obsessed with this Spanglish everything. Like it just, the, the combination really hits me in the best possible way. I love it. <laughs> really? Because someone told me it's like, you got like a, it like kind of, you listen to lyrics more because you're hoping to understand what the song is about. So I, that's kind of what I, I, what I want with my music. I want people to listen to the lyrics. I feel like people don't listen to lyrics that much anymore. So I want, I want people to pay attention. So what give people rules to listening to your EP? What should people do? Should they listen in order? How should they listen? Should they listen to a song more than once? I mean, they should just have a good time. And I, I feel like everyone should like find their, be able to find their favorite without, you know, that's why, that's why I'm like kind of against what my, not, what my label does. Not that, not that. I just, I just like don't like when they promote one single song, yeah. you know? I mean, I know it's important to the promo thing, but I just kind of want people to be able to pick their favorite. And to be able to ingest it all together, right? That when I was listening to it, it feels like it needs to, it, it is a fluid story. Yeah, it is. I like the end of Chase. I like how it ends and closes. You start with a simple like acoustic guitar with apocalypsis and it ends with like kind of this EDM type. Nope. Yeah, it's, I like how it escalates. Tell me about uh, your interest in smells. Why do you like smells so much? Because I noticed <laughs> in uh, Chocolate, you mentioned like the raindrops on the cement. Dude, I I love smells, man. I love. I just. Uh, I <laughs> I've been in quarantine. I've had a lot of bo, but it doesn't matter because no one's around. But I really do. Like, if I meet you right when I meet you, I'm going to smell you. And if you smell good, I'm gonna tell you. What kind of smell are you looking for? Do you want like a cologne fabricated smell? Do you want a natural musk? If you want to smell like me, <laughs> um, you should get this. Is there's this essential, essential oil called Essential Faith. Uh, it's very delicious. It's kind of like earthy, kind of got like a little musk to it. I like kind of manly-ish smells. Like I'll wear a cologne over a flowery perfume. Oh wow! Day. But do you want a man to smell like that? I, I just think the whole world should smell like that. I think. <laughs> Damn, are you writing this down? What did you keep coming to me for everything she said? You're like, what the fuck are you doing? And like your assistant, like taking notes. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta add this to your list of like, I know you do, you have a face serum and stuff, so you should add. Oh, I have a lavender face serum that I put on every night before bed and it smells fantastic. It's so relaxing. I got lavender right there. I got lavender in the bathroom. I love, and I've got this plant here that's slowly dying. Uh, I, I love smells <laughs> and plants and stuff. When you met us, you didn't compliment our smells. Does that mean we made no impact? Um, I think I was really, I think I was distracted by the dog more so than, uh, I was more into the dog. For sure. That's all right. Lou was there. Wow, that makes me so happy. When did you, when did we hang out? Was it over the summer? Was it that it was long? Hot. It was hot outside, yeah. God, I have lost track of all time. <laughs> Sick. So, obviously, we have an EP out, like, but you're writing. You're consistently writing. Are you crafting alone, sending things out? Has your process, I mean, it had to, it has to have shifted, right? Because. Well, yeah, I thought I'd be writing more in quarantine, but actually 
I don't know, I had like a stump. I, I think I was pressured. I felt pressure for myself to be creative. And I just kind of ended up collapsing under that pressure. And I just started eating a lot and just kind of watching shows. And But now, but now because of the EP, I'm definitely way more inspired and excited uh, because of the EP coming out. You have an amazing body of work here. Everybody should listen to it. We're going to put a link in the description below. Better have, please. Wait, I have one last question Okay, <laughs> before we go. Because you have five songs on the EP. Are there any songs that you wanted to put on that didn't make it that we'll get to hear later on? Possibly. I, uh, yeah. Because I, mean, I wanted more. I listened and I wanted more. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I have a lot of songs. I have a, and they're different genres. I'm considering selling them, honestly, because... I don't see them working for my project, so maybe some of them will work for other ones. But I do have a lot of songs that I think I want to release in the future, or maybe just by themselves, you know, Sing singles. <laughs> that's what that's called. Uh, yeah. It seems like you got a lot of inspiration from your culture. Is this whole quarantine thing throwing off summer plans? Like, are you able to get down to Peru at all? <sighs> that would have been great. I mean, luckily, our winter is their summer, so maybe I could go in the winter and promote it uh, later on this year. Maybe. I love Peru, though, man. I want to be there and, and write the concept album. It would be really Ooh, good. For that's me. a good idea. You can really, like, live it. Yeah, there's this uh, great Peruvian producer that I met who lives, like, not really in the city. He's, like, in his own little town with a very small population. And he, we literally found him through this one. It was, like, really interesting how we found him. And he actually flew out to the United States to produce some records for me and they sound really cool and he uses actually traditional like instruments and sounds from oh. old Peruvian music from the Sierra um so I'm really I'm really excited to work with him and release more of that music uh, I'm excited I'm excited for you I'm excited for more and I'm excited for this EP to do its thing because it's a great Thanks, Zach. you're so sweet thank you for like reaching out and like wanting to do this interview I enjoy talking to you guys really we really enjoyed talking with you too. And thank you for creating music that is different and stands out. And by the way, like, I think it's something that needs to be done. Like emerging of cultures now, now, now people. And, and, <laughs> like, and yeah. you still understand by the way, the meaning of all the songs. You really do. You get it. And the ones like I did translate one or two, but like you really, you, you figure it out. It's the lyrics. <laughs> you, know, you balance it very nicely. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I, um, I hope, I hope, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to do, like a special release in English or Spanish. I just want people to kind of accept the fact that the whole world is changing and, and becoming more integrated. We speak both languages here, okay? Freaking yeah, well, actually, United States doesn't really have an official language, so that's... That's the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. Open up your eyes. Open up your ears. Listen. Better have I've, had, I've had people tell me that I can't do it. I've had straight up, like, men in, like, business suits at heads of, like places tell me that I straight up can't do it <laughs> and uh here I am what do you tell them do you respond do you say something back or you just kind of prove it you prove it you don't you don't have to say anything because I mean it's not they already made up their minds they think it's not gonna work so just show them yeah old white dudes think they know everything but they do not <laughs> well actually Amen. he was Hispanic so oh shit. yeah really? yeah it comes from all angles uh Hispanic men are stubborn too though it's just, I think it's just like people who are in high positions think they know everything and, and just, they want to make safe options, right? So they want to do what they know will work because they've put in money that they need to see come out. There's a thousand different ways and reasons why people make dumb decisions. And the truth is people rather do what's safest as opposed to what could be even greater because period. Yes. Like yeah. this, what your work 
can be astronomically bigger in America, a world over, when you merge cultures. Or, like, like you get what I'm saying? But in his brain, it's still something that is unsafe because it is somewhat unproven, but pave the path. You're doing it now. You have our support no matter what. Seriously. Thank you. I got one more question. Um, I know you're filming with Jason Momoa. I know people want more Dora movies. What's going on with all that? <laughs> I have a really, really cool movie coming out with Jason. I, I actually really like this one. And because it's action, I love action. My It's my favorite type of movie because I get to do my own stunts. And, and I just love the way that they work, you know, the, the stunt coordinators. Um, super, super cool guys. Like every time we'd go out, they would just like do stunts. That's that's all they would do, and it's the most entertaining stuff ever. Um, they can do all these flips, and it's really cool. But uh, Jason, yeah, Jason's super, super cool too. It's all a really great experience, and he's he's really sweet. He loves Poppy. I taught him to dance. Um, we were we were voguing to Poppy. I think he's very comfortable with his masculinity. So he like him and I got along really well. Like you expect him to be this manly man, but what is manly, right? So he's he's very cool in that in that sense. He loves the color pink. Just I love him, and I'm, I'm going to support him no matter what, too. Uh, he's really, really, and he speaks his truth. He, he, he walks the walk. He's all about, like, recycling, and he's all about, like, not, no plastic. He's all, like, he has this water company with, and he forced, he literally, like, forced production to pay. Like, he, he supplied his own water that's out of reusable um, cans, and so he, he's really, like, trying and living what his truth and is what he wants. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, really? like that's yeah, that's somebody who doesn't just talk it but walks it. Mm-hmm. For it's sure. So, so I got that movie coming out. When? Cool. Uh, Netflix uh, should be next year or end of this year, but I don't know what's happening with the editing bay. I don't know if things have shifted because of this quarantine. So uh, wow, my dog is going off. Go take care of your dog. Details <laughs> in the description below. Please listen to Better Half, Isabella. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate, love appreciate you. I love talking to you. It's so nice. Yeah, you really, thank you. And it's mutual. So I hope we could do this in person again. Like, Yeah, it'd be super fun. I can't wait to see your, your dog again, too. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.